B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now with Tad and Melissa. So Prince left behind a bunch of unreleased material, but is that stuff any good? Melissa, you say probably not. Well, he apparently has this vault of songs, and I'm thinking, well, that's called Prince's Rejects. Everybody else is calling it a vault. He's calling it, okay, you know what? I've got a seat of something here. I'll throw it in here until I get time to work on it. Right. Obviously, he doesn't have time to work on it anymore, so I'm sure they're planning on releasing some of these, but I think it's a terrible idea. If they were any good, he would have put them out while he was alive. Jeremy, right. you think otherwise? Yeah, I think absolutely otherwise. I'll bet that that stuff is unbelievable and awesome because there are instances in history where we have great songs that came out after the artist died. Like this one, it was a demo in 1983. It became a top 10 hit. In 2014, it was five years after he died. Come on, this is a fun song. Michael Jackson, Love Never Felt So Good. Come on. Yeah, here's my thing. I <laughs> I, I do think that uh, a reject by Michael Jackson or by Prince is better than most artists out there. Right. However, you are so accustomed to the level that is Michael Jackson or Prince that I thought that I didn't, I didn't like that Michael Jackson song. And I will say this as well, Jeremy. How long was it in the top ten? Not very long, I submit. Okay. Right, okay. Next. Let example. me let me give you another one. Here's okay. another You're still example. Wrong to, if you're this is track. This is another example of a song that was released after the artist died, and it did very well. Tupac changes. How do you hate this song? Well, it was good because it was sampling a, a song that was. I know, agree with you. It's a Bruce Hornsby song. It's not a Tupac song. What else you got? All right. All right. But no, but he's making good argument. I mean, like, right, I no, see what you're I mean, saying. Listen, I see what you're saying. Look, songs on but the here's, radio. But here's the thing. Okay, like, okay. here's my argument with Tupac. Okay, let's say that was a Tupac reject. Uh, then, unfortunately, he died too young. Then they got that song, and the way they improved it was by placing it on a Bruce Hornsby song. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, they had to use somebody else in order to make it full. Right, right. This is a song that was unreleased. It was, it was not a released track until... Two years after the artist died, and I guarantee when you go on vacation, you sing this song. Okay, now he's starting to to creep into it. Come on. Hold on. Right? Talk about another artist that died too soon. Yeah, two years after he died, the song was Two years after he died, Buffalo Soldier by Bob Marley was an unreleased track. Okay, okay. And then, I mean, come on. If that's not on your beach playlist, you're missing out, right? Right, right. right. And then there there is one more. There's one more that was recorded three days before the artist died, and then they turned it right around to get it out. It became the first song to ever go number one after they died. Oh, Oh, a little something called Sitting on Top of the Dock of the Bay. Yeah, right? By Otis Redding? (laughs) By someone you... Well, like Bob Marley and Otis Redding, I didn't realize that these songs were released after they died. So, okay, okay. So, there could be great stuff in Prince's Vault. So, if the songs... See, I will agree if the songs are completed and he was preparing to use them, as in the cases of the last two you mentioned. Right. Then... but But if it's a... Like a, a notes on a lyric sheet where he hadn't worked it out yet. Mm-hmm. I think they need to leave it alone. Publish uh, it. Publish, away, publish the notes, but don't publish the song. What I'm taking away from Melissa's last statement is that she is not conceding defeat. <laughs> okay.